Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another episode of FTK Podcast. That's people from the kingdom coming together for the kingdom to further the kingdom. I'm Kevin Cruz with your co-host, Natalie Aviles. Hey, guys. And today we have a special guest with us. We have our brother Alfonso Rodriguez with us. Alfonso and I go way back, just like Jamia, his wife, who we had on a podcast a few weeks ago. I met both of them at Chewy's, but before then, we were just a group of friends trying to get by with no idea of what God's purpose was in our life and heading down the wrong tracks. Fortunately, God came through and saw us, and I've had the honor and privilege of seeing Jamia and Alfonso go from friends to dating to marriage. I'm very thankful for that because I've had the privilege of just seeing uh, what God has done through this marriage. And uh, Jamia and Alfonso, they share currently five kids together, one of them being my goddaughter, uh, baby Ellie. And after that, they had their youngest, baby Abram. And when they had their last baby, they were probably like, man, we cannot make this man Kevin another godfather again. So after, uh, you know, my my efforts with my goddaughter, but Alfonso is a, a manager at his current employer. He is a youth football coach, and he has a calling over his life to reach the youth. Alfonso, how are you and the family? Doing great, man. Thank you guys for having me here. It's a pleasure having you. Thank you for taking the time. Um, we're excited to, to see what God is going to share uh, through your words. It's a pleasure, man, uh, to be with you guys today. Uh, when you when you guys uh, asked me to be here, uh, it's been an, it was an honor, you know, uh, just to speak to you guys. I um, I really don't have the time sometimes to to speak to you guys on the one on one or uh, rarely sometimes. But uh, when you guys asked me, I just wanted to be here and uh, have my full attention and uh, and I support you guys all the way. Thank you, Fonz, and it's. It's been awesome just uh, seeing how far that uh, God has brought you from when we first met. You know, we were doing some crazy things, you know. That's honestly when I started doing some crazy things. And I remember when I met you at Chewy's, I was like, oh, man, this is going to be trouble. But, you know, I was hoping that maybe you could give our listeners just a little little background of, you know, where where God has um taken you from and and the things that he's working on you because you know as you know it's it's a daily thing that God is doing in all of us trying to grow us and you know make us better versions of ourselves on a daily basis yeah man uh you're right you know we was going on the path of destruction uh you know uh, when we met each other you know I you know I already (laughs) As I would tell you guys, I, you know, I already, you know, I didn't have my kids with me. I was fighting for custody. I was behind child support, in and out of jail, uh, trying to find a, a solution to, uh, to this problem. Um, and I, I'm thankful to have you and, and Jam and, uh, in my life because uh, without you guys, uh, just showing me the little, the little glimpse of hope. Uh, I don't know where I would be at right now at this day. And I just thank God for that. You know, God is amazing. He's, he's awesome. You know, 
Yeah, and you have a powerful testimony. I mean, you were trying to make your, trying to get your life back together. And Jamia helped a lot because she introduced us to Bridges of Love. And, you know, when she invited you, I mean, you, you made sure that I tagged along too. And, uh, I mean, your testimony is powerful because you've been through a lot, you know, from, you know, your, your current employer and, you know, trying to get that job and um you know being you know going to jail you know while you're trying to you know make make uh these you know wrongs to right and you know losing some special people you know that are very close to you in your heart you know i got i got to witness all that yeah man indeed oh i uh <clears throat> you know this job i you know god gave it to me you know he he knew my heart and he knew i needed a lift and he was the only lift there was no other lift i could have get gotten from anybody but him uh because uh my background and you know when you have when you come up from a, a poverty place and a place where there's no hope and and you're literally um, i used to have a saying before i was uh except that the, um, Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Uh, I was born to lose, but built to win. And I felt like I was behind the eight ball, and I always had to catch up and learn how to get it and survive. Uh, you know, in the city where we're from, Alexandria, is, man, it's just like a, a, a cycle of, you know, trying to get out of there, you know, and, and, and trying to live a, a better life. Um, so. You know, I, I got when I was in I was in trouble a lot as a kid. I was an angry kid and went in and out, went in and out and out of jail as I, early as 12, 13 years old. Um, then uh, um, I don't know if I had you know, uh, but uh, I just like a little quick, uh, like a little testimony of mine that uh, you know I was I was going in and out of jail. Uh, I was hurt, you know what I mean? And uh, it started very young, you know, I was, uh, you know, I was coming up from a young family, uh, uh, you know, introduced to a lot of bad things, you know what I'm saying? It's not because of my parents. My parents were, were hard workers. They tried their best, you know, just a typical uh, Hispanic trying to make it, you know what I mean? two immigrants that made it here back in the 70s trying to fight poverty. I seen my mom selling pupusas and all that stuff, uh, you know, trying to pay the rent. You know what I'm saying? And uh, seeing that, man, just I just grew up with mentality because I, I didn't have, you know, my parents around. So I was outside in the street playing basketball, doing this and that. You just wanted to fit in and be a part of what everybody was doing out there. So I got in trouble. I didn't, you know, study. Uh, didn't make it to the high school. I don't even know how the high school looks like. You know what I'm saying? I went straight to, to jail, the county jail at the age of 15. Uh, I got certified as an adult. And if you don't know what that is, uh, um, that is, uh, you know, I graduated. <laughs> Uh, they couldn't, you know, the charges that I had, 
it built up since the age of 12 all the way to I was 15. I kept getting charges and charges and charges. They couldn't, you know, you know, they, it's, a, it's a point system in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Uh, so they, I guess they put all those points together. It was like, you know what, we're going to ship them to, to an adult jail. So I'm 15 years old with braces in a, in a cell with a 30, 40, 50 year old men. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. uh, you don't know when you're coming home because in the state of Virginia, you have to fight for your case and continuance. And you don't, you know, you got lawyers that, you know, my, my family didn't have nothing. So my mom didn't know how to read. My dad doesn't know how to read. So they just signed whatever. It's not their fault. But that's just the system of our everyday life here you know what i'm saying and i didn't i'm not the only one that just went through it as a lot of us still to this day that go through that hispanics african-americans don't matter what it is uh so i believe i was part of that mass in, in, incarceration now that i think about it but uh it, it, you know it was my fault too you know i i should have been better in school and did what i was supposed to do uh, but, uh, yeah, I went in there, did a long time, came home behind the eight ball again. Like I said, I owe so much restitution. I had 10 years probation, about same time, about nine years of backup time. And backup time means if you get in trouble, you can do that full extent nine years. So I was part of that system from the age of 13 all the way to what, 2015 so you t so from 2002 all the way to 2015 I've been doing six months here two months there ten months two years three years and just like that the ball rose um, and I was part of that cycle and you know and and when you go to jail they tell you oh you want to pick up the bible now so I wasn't that person. I didn't pick up no Bible in there. Uh, I was just, I, I got, I went in there as an angry kid. I got out learning about drugs, how to sell them, you know, a lot of things, you know. Um, let me know when you want me to stop. No, brother, please keep going. I mean, yeah. you're sharing your life. and I just got a lot. Yeah, I just got a lot, man. You know, but anybody that's been through what I, I've been through or, or a little bit of what I've been through, they understand. And, and our voices need to be heard too, you know what I'm saying? Uh, because we, you know, um, we feel like we, we get a, a tar we are targeted at a sense of the word of, you know, the police already know who we are, you know what I'm saying? Where we live yeah, and this yeah. and that. So, but at the end of the day, um, I kept getting in trouble, getting in trouble. I had two kids at a very young age, Kaylee and Jacob. I didn't take care of them, to be honest. Uh, uh, my mom and dad did. Uh, me and, and their mom were still young, partying and doing whatever. So <clears throat> um, fast forward that, uh, 2015, I, I went through so much at a, at a certain point that I had to move here because I felt like if I didn't move 
to Woodbridge. And to Woodbridge. So, yeah, mm-hmm. if I didn't move to Woodbridge, I was going to die. You know, I was doing all the wrong things out there in Alexandria. Uh, that, you know, if you, I could have gotten in trouble or I could have been back to prison or, you know, and uh, I owe so much child support. It was, it was crazy. Um, so I moved to Woodbridge. My friend, a friend of mine gave me an opportunity because I was already like, you know, my family didn't want nothing to do with me because I was, uh, you know, I used to steal from them. I used to do everything, you know, I was just, you know, whatever it was, you know, I was, uh, I was, I was just bad. You know what I mean? I was a bad aroma around them. And uh, my family is about integrity and, you know, just, you know, you have to, a lot of my brothers, you know, they came from El Salvador from nothing and, and they became somebody here. They, they, they graduated. They, they're bosses now. They got, you know, electricians, hair uh, electricians work for the union. They, doing they had their own businesses so i always had people that i could look at and be like i I cannot say that i didn't have that i just didn't choose to because that you know i come from a society where the if they're doing right then they're whack or you know what i'm saying like it's not great to think about it but that in those times it was just you know if you wasn't getting the chicks, the money, you know, I mean, whatever, the fast money or whatever, you ain't about nothing. So <clears throat> fast forward, uh, yeah, my family, you know, they kind of like, you know, they had a, it was right. I had to learn to uh, get their trust back. And uh, so my friend, he was just like, yo, I got an, a, a basement you can live in, uh, but you know what I'm saying? You got to have this money every every first and, I, and he wasn't playing around you know this is you know so i had 500 dollars that i had left from i was working in this place called clyde's and i moved over here uh i got the chance uh i didn't have a car i had nothing um just the clothes on my back i moved over here i was grateful for my friend i gave him that that 500 dollars on january 2016 uh, I he told me about Chewies that they was building. I was like, "What is that?" I, none of us knew it was Chewies. And then uh, he was like, "Yeah, this is a place, man. Go, you gotta, you gotta find a job, man. You know, January is about to be up, so I had to pay that rent. Uh, so I went and applied as a dishwasher. I got the job as a dishwasher, and then they was like, "Hold up, we got too many dishwashers." It says in your application you was a, a a buster. I was like, yeah. And then they was like, so you could be a server. I'm like, nah, heck, nah, that ain't me. I couldn't. I don't even know how to talk to. I still don't know how to talk that well. But at that time, I was talking slang like crazy over there. I was talking that that a city talk over there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I mean, it, yeah, I I think I personally think you're a really great talker. I mean, you you're smooth with the with the words, and you just know how to like you know capture somebody's attention. And uh, man, I, th- I thank you for sharing too. Like, it's really awesome. Like, how you moved from Alexandria. I'm from Alexandria, 
and you know you moved here to Woodbridge and it's really awesome how like you know your friend came through and mm-hmm. you know gave you this this opportunity and you know we can we can all you know step back and realize that you know that was one of uh the the paths that God had opened up for you amen you know and we would all you know be joined together at Chewy's you know you you got a better job from you know dishwasher to serving tables and you know we we ended up becoming good friends and you know thank god you know he he came through and and you know found us a you know led us to a place where we could call home and um yeah it's just it's just really awesome just whenever you share your testimony like it's always it's always, you know, different. It's good because you provide details that, you know, I, I, I didn't know, like, man, like, you, you have, like, the dates down. Like, these are set in stone. Like, it's, it, it seems like it's just somebody who's, like, so grateful to God. Like, man, I remember January 2016, this and that. And, you know, it's funny because that, that, that same person that, you know, gave you that opportunity also played a part in you know the the new the new job that you have now and i and i wanted you to share that testimony as well um but before you do i also wanted to to also say like man it's it's really awesome just seeing like the restoration that god has done in your family too because i mean i'm sure you can tell us that you know things are better within your family you know you are closer to your mom and dad uh than you were before, you know, going and being in and out of the in and out of jail, and you know, in the streets, doing your side hustle. But, yeah. But yeah, I wanted to, um, just so Natalie actually has a question, and I'll let her ask it, and then I'll I'll, uh, I'll ask my question. I actually don't have a question. Um, I just really wanted to say, um. It wasn't when Alfonso was speaking and at the end he before you know Kev started talking, Fonz, you shared how you felt like you don't speak whatever, right? Like a certain type of way, like back then, right? When you first became a server. And all yeah. I could think about when you were talking was um the fact that I was like, Man, like you um not too long ago have been confirmed as an evangelist in the kingdom of God. And you even to today, like from when I met you, like the way that you speak, you tell your story with such passion and with such conviction because it was your story. And although, right, as someone who is also like Hispanic, like I'm a Latina, like I was born in Peru. I came to this country when I was four. I've seen my parents work hard and struggle and all that. Um, I have my story, you know what I'm saying? And like, I can't like necessarily feel your story because I haven't been through all the things that you've been through, but man, I hear you and I see you and I can't wait to see all that Scott's going to do with your ministry and the way that he's going to use your voice and the way that you speak specifically to speak to very specific people. So man, keep talking the way that you talk, keep talking the way that you want to talk because God's going to use that. He has used it. He's going to keep using it. So Man, um, yeah, I haven't heard this part of your testimony, but just hearing it was just making me emotional because, like, obviously, I see you and Jamia and your children now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've had the honor of meeting your parents, and I see them now. And um, it's just so dope, man, what God can do when we say, okay, Lord, I surrender. Go ahead. 
whatever. But yeah, man, thank you for sharing. Oh, no problem. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, you're right. You know, uh, you know, God, he did put that in, in my heart. Uh, and um, I always, it was, it's, it's insecurity because I want to, you know, but, uh, but I, I do thank God. I'm, I'm very, when it comes down to the detail of the date, it's because those are the days I was in my lowest point, you know, uh, and those, and then, uh, and then that, you know, that's pretty much, pretty much it. Like, yeah. you know, those dates, because those dates marked such an important day in your life. You know what I'm saying? I feel you like I personally, I suck with the, I suck at like memorizing dates, but September 26 of 2017 on a Tuesday night, I know that day, like the back of my hand, because that's the night that God came into my room and he saved me and he rescued me because I was walking straight to the pits of hell, dude, straight to the pits of hell on my own in my bedroom. That's when I was like, all right, God, if you're real, I'm gonna do this whole Christian thing and see what's up because I cannot keep living this life the way that I'm living. You know what I'm saying? And he met me in my room in my room, not a church, not an altar call, not to diminish those testimonies. Those are powerful, man. But it just goes to show that God will meet you wherever you're at. Like Alfonso in a jail cell or he'll meet you like me in my bedroom. You know, we just got to call in the name of Jesus and believe in our hearts that he will show up. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) But yeah. All right. I'm going to let Kevin do his thing because I know he got a few more questions. Yeah. Thank you for, for sharing that. Like, it's really awesome because that's a testimony where, you know, just proves that God will meet you wherever you are. And Alfonso, uh, thank you. Thank you for sharing too. Like, like Natalie said, um, you're going to target a specific, you know, you're going to target specific people, people uh, an audience that, you know, can relate to you and the lifestyle that you've been through and everything that you've seen with your eyes and have encountered and, some people aren't going to be able to go places where you go and and they're not going to be able to reach or even catch the attention of people uh that you will like you know it's it's really awesome but i did want to ask you like I, I was saying how um that person who gave you the opportunity you know also played a role in you know your current employer i was hoping that you could uh share you know you said it was a second chance that God gave you when you got this job. Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, that process and, you know, what, what happened? Yeah. Uh, so I was working in Olive Garden for, for a long time, serving for a while. Um, and I, the serving, I loved it. I learned how to speak and I learned how to, how to be formal and, and make money a certain way, a clean way. So, uh, and I had to take care of family. So, uh, a friend of mine is the same friend that, that got me that rent, that room, that basement. Uh, he came at me. He's seen the transition. He's seen the, I, I wasn't that person anymore. Everybody's seen the, you know, I started seeing myself a little bit. You, sometimes you got to sit back when you work so much. You don't see, you know, I, sit, I sat back and I was like, wow, you know, I changed. My family's here. You know, I got confidence. Now my brothers are speaking to me like, yo, can you talk to my son? Uh, I can talk to my nephews because I can reach to them because I am the, that gateway, that bridge, like our churches, that bridge to to reach the young folks from the from the older folks. Come on out. Um, so uh, I can speak to that. So I, you know, I I, I can do that. Um, so long story short, uh, my friend came on a Friday to Olive Garden. Uh, I, I took care of his whole family. It's a party of thirty. 
I took care of that it was a matter of 45 minutes. Um, and they were just surprised. And, and it was, you know, I gave them a great time. I try to give people a great time. I respect my job. Uh, so he was like, yo, uh, um, he was like, yo, you gotta, you gotta work. You gotta work here. And he kept pressing me. And I was like, all right, all right, I'll, I'll see for, for months, six months of just pressing me about it. And then I took the job. I was like, I'm gonna apply. I applied. Uh, I didn't know that <laughs> this is a company called Cerrant that uh, that look at your background. It's like working for Fort Knox or something if you want to work there because they can't. Man, it took a whole month to get my whole background. They looked at it. They they put a block on my name, and then I couldn't get the job. And they and I was so bummed out. Uh, that I couldn't get the job. So I was, and, it, and then I almost quit. I almost didn't want to do it. I like just come back to Olive Garden. But, and then the bottom of it, I, I scrolled down, I kept looking at it. And then at the bottom of it, it said, if you want to dispute this, uh, you got 15 days to dispute it. Uh, so I called Jamia and Jamia was, I, uh, I think she was doing her, her school in Europe. And she was like, man, just, you know, just dispute it. They all, all they're going to say is no in her voice. Uh, I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, she's so right. And then so I disputed. I, I gave them. I still got that. I showed that no to anybody or to myself whenever I'm down or whenever I'm being lazy at my job because I send them a note telling them of everything I've changed, uh, how long and how I've been an asset to this community. Not a, li- not a liability anymore uh, and how I've been just you know I work with the youth of uh, Alexandria City even though I live in Prince William I still take care of my kids out there in Alexandria uh, I try to fight for them I- I'm a football coach as you said um, um, I gave them a whole I gave them my whole life basically like what I'm doing right here uh, I gotta respond back and like literally two seconds three seconds a minute and they was like, wow, you know, I, I got the paper right here. I still see it. And it was like, since all the things you did in your community and all the, you know, um, you know, they, they basically gave me a pass. Um, I, I broke down as a baby because I, like, I feel emotional right now because it's, <laughs> it's one of the, the best things. Time, my, yeah, no, nah, it's a, it was a, <clears throat> it was something beautiful. Like my life just, I've been fighting my whole life and I got the job. It's not nothing big. Like I didn't, you know, but it, to me, it was something huge it's to all my brothers that are in jail. All everybody that I know that was in, 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 the, in the jail, man, that, that can't come home. My brother's about to be finished doing 20 years to next year. All those dudes that I can't do it. I'm doing it for them. And I'm a boss, like I'm a, I'm literally a boss now. You know, it's been a year. Yes, two days ago was a year. I got vacation. Congratulations. Time, all, that, all that stuff, man. You know, 401k, all that stuff, man. I can take care of my family now and my mom and whoever. Uh, so I all glory to God, man. Man, thank you for sharing, Fonz. And you had us over here, you know, holding back some tears, you know. Some of them was trying to slide out of their eyelids. But, you know, I want to ask you a more serious question, though. And um, feel free to not answer if you don't feel comfortable. But, you know, can you, can you tell me how or 
why the Ravens are so much better than the Steelers? Uh, the Ravens are some garbage, bro. I don't even know why we're bringing this up. We'll yeah, see this uh, year. No, nah, I'm just joking. For the audience, you know, me and Alfonso, uh, <laughs> I'm a Ravens fan. He's a Steelers fan. We got this, uh, got this rivalry. Um, you know, if you don't know about football, you know, Ravens and Steelers are enemies. They hate each other. And, you know, we, when it's football season, Fonz and I don't play around, you know, one of us ends up sad on Christmas or Thanksgiving day when they play each other. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be one sad man this Thanksgiving, baby boy. I sure hope not. Lamar Jackson, we trust. But, yeah, now you wanted to uh, follow up with some some questions outside of football? Yes, because I know absolutely nothing about football. And um, <laughs> I don't look – I'm not looking to change that. But uh, go Eagles or go Steelers? No, no, no. I'm an honor, Alfonso. Go Steelers. Go Steelers. <laughs> but, uh, yes, we do want to jump into um, just a couple more questions with you, Fonzie. And um, take your time with this one. Um, but, you know, obviously Kevin and I have the honor of – going to church with Alfonso and his beautiful family and his wife is um, one of my best friends. So I get to um, have sneak peeks of their lives and get to hear Alfonso's testimony. I've heard um, bits and pieces of it. And every single time it just moves me to hear what God um, has done. And it also encourages me, man, um, to know that God can do the same in my life too. Um, so, you know, Alfonso, now standing where you stand today and knowing God's faithfulness firsthand and knowing everything that he has done in your life and that he can do in your life, what would you say to Alfonso 10 years ago? Like, if you could go back in time, obviously we know we can't, but if you could, what would you say to that Alfonso? I mean, just, I would have told that young man uh, to listen and, uh, um, you know, I don't want to sound cliche, but yeah, listen, man, because uh, I had good advice, like I said, uh, uh, great advice, and uh, you know, and be encourage, have courage to encourage yourself. You know, that's good. Yeah, because uh, I was, uh, I was at a state of mind that I had a, I had to do this to make that you know i don't i don't know how to explain it but uh 10 years ago i was just and coming out of a bad relationship and you know losing my like my kids was very hard for me uh because i wasn't there financially for them uh and uh so that 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 really you know made me get to a, a sadder place in my life um so i just wanted to you know get uplift myself get it get myself out of that gutter quicker i would have told myself like you know hey listen there's a certain way that you can do it like, it's, you know what i mean and uh and be and not 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 take actions to everything you know calculate your, your, your thoughts and minds and and you know, like like how we doing today? Like you know, we went on a run. Everybody, uh, you know, just challenging each other, uh, and surround yourself with good people. You know what I mean? Because uh, I wasn't around the greatest people in the world, uh, 
So, yeah. So just surround yourself with, you know, good friends and, and good advice that you can listen to. Um, you know, cause the Bible says, you know, bad company corrupts good morals. Amen. It does. And I agree with you, Fonz. I feel like when I first came to Christ, like I said, you know, back in September 26th of 2017, what really led me to that was um, the weekend prior to that, I went out to go see one of um, my um, my friends at the time. Well, we're still friends, one of my friends. And um, I had smoked so much pot that, and I had been smoking for years, right? So, and this had never really happened to me before. And I had just smoked so much. I'm talking like backwoods, jays we were smoking out of bongs like i was high like i think alone her and i faced like i don't know how many blunts but we were just really really high and i was high laying on her couch shaking shaking and again dude keep in mind i have smoked with like big heads like in woodbridge like people who let me stop i'm not trying to put anybody on blast but i've smoked a few i smoked a lot is what i'm trying to say um and i laugh because i'm like man god you're so good you're so faithful but um I was laying on her couch and I was shaking to the point where I really thought I was going to die. Like I'm not even being dramatic. Like I feel like that was laced with something. And at that point in my life, I was getting ready. Like I had announced to my siblings that I wanted to move to Colorado and cause I, I had been smoking pot for so many years, but I really wanted to pioneer, like um, be part of that pioneering movement of like smoking pot for like medicinal purposes and healing purposes. And I was so for it, bro. Anyways, I was just like, I had just told my siblings I wanted to move. I went to go see my friend. I was so high on her couch. I was shaking to the point where I remember being like, God, if I make it past this night, I will never smoke again in my life. And man, I have said that so many times in my life. Like you have no idea. Like, or I've gotten so drunk. Like I'm like throwing up. I'm like, God, if I make out of this, I'm not, I'm going to stop drinking or whatever, you know? But something about that weekend was different. And around that time, my cousin had invited me to church and, you know, I had seen his baptism, you know, you guys know Josh, and he had been talking so much about Jesus, 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 this, Jesus, that. And I was just in a place where I was like, man, shut up. Like, I'm a Christian too. I know who Jesus is. Like, I don't need to have you sit here and tell me. But anyways, like I told you, I got, I went home and that Tuesday I was just laying in my room and I struggled a lot with depression and suicidal thoughts and um, I was just so fed up, you know what I'm saying? And I came to Christ and it was really hard. Like when I first started going to our church, Jesus now, it was hard because people would be like, oh, I love you. Oh, like I care about you. Like, you know, reaching out, I'm like, you love me. You care about me. You don't know me. And um, in God's grace, he gave me, you know, a close group of friends. He gave me Jamia and he gave me uh, Sophie and Kat and Natasha. And, you know, like I would just hang out with y'all all the time and like, you know, hear bits and pieces of your testimony, Tasha's testimony, Sophie, Jam, and all of that really encouraged me and built me up and just continuing to surround myself around people who are not perfect, but who know the perfect one. You know what I'm saying? Like that yeah. really, exactly. Like that just really encouraged me. And, um, yeah, just surrounding yourself around the right people, like, you'll see what will happen, like, and God will transform you, and he will use that, so, but, whew, I, all right. I got, yeah. I got a little, I got a little, uh, so, yeah, a up? little side note, a side uh-huh. note on this, so, uh, I just received Jesus as my Lord and Savior, right, and, uh, what is it, Josh came and applied at Chewy's, crazy, so, I was a, uh, uh, they made me a, a coach. I don't know what it was. What was it called? A trainer. You were a trainer. I was a trainer. I used to lead by example. <laughs> so, yes, so they gave me Josh, right? 
uh, I remember Jason was like, yo, I need you to train somebody. He, I think he's a knucklehead, but I think you can check, you know, you can, you can check him off. I'm dead. I'm like, okay. I was like, bring him to me. And then I remember we was at the art room. Oh, is it the art room? I don't know what room it was, but it was where, uh, uh this little corner I, I brought him there. And then something told me, you know, and I could, yeah. You know, I was, man, I just received, you know, I was so on fire at that point, you know, we, and then we just went on the fast. It was just so beautiful. And then Josh came, right? And then I was like, yo, we started talking. I was like, yo, tell me about yourself. He's talking. And then I could see something in there. I was like, and he can tell you, I was, I, I, I brought God into his, I was like, yo you know who Jesus Christ is? Like, you know, have you ever been, you know? And he was telling me he went to a church at uh, somewhere, I think it was a Baptist church somewhere. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. You know what I mean? That's so good. Like, I want you to come to our church. I was like, I was like Kevin times two. I was just like recruiting anybody, you know? I was even trying to get my friend named Jamel. Yes, sir. My man Jamel, he's an old head, been in the, I met him in prison. We was in prison together, and that guy don't crack. Like, you know, we, he was just – so I was trying to bring him to the world. He was like, man, I still haven't talked to him to this day. He let <laughs> me go. I am dead. My, yeah, that was my man. Uh, that was funny. And then, uh, yeah, so that was that funny note that that's how Josh – I talked to him about God, and then I guess he, he was like, oh, okay. Because yeah. I, I, one of his friends, Diego, used to work there with us. So mm-hmm. I guess he brought him there. Uh, but, yeah, I, I was like, man, look, Josh, this and that. And yeah. I, was trying to, I, was, I was trying to bring God into his life. And they, in a crazy way, I, I kind of threw that seed in. But uh, uh, Kevin, you know, he was – because Kevin, you know, when I met Kevin, I wanted to say something real quick. When I met Kevin, he was a great kid, a great kid, right? And he's such a great dude, you know what I mean? But um, I felt like he wanted to fit in. I don't know. You can correct me if I'm wrong, Kev. You're right. So Kevin, I was like, yo, I didn't want him to hang out with the wrong people. You know what I'm saying? I kind of felt like a little, my little brother, like this dude, I didn't want him to, like I, I would come from a hurt place, right? And then I felt like he wanted to fit in with us. And then he, like, it was like a, a he couldn't. But I was like, you know what? I'm bringing, I'm gonna bring, you know, if he wants to, he ain't gonna, I'm gonna bring him around my people. And I know my boys know that I won't bring just anybody around. So I kind of took Kevin to the wrong path. So at that same time that I was talking to Josh, Kevin was still walling out. So we went on a run with Kev, and I had to bring him back to the, to Christ, man, because he was just – Kevin was, was – uh, just a short time, that man was crazy. Uh, you know, I would never want to see that Kevin again. But uh, yeah, that, was a, and, uh, that was a crazy time. That time that you're talking about, you know, when we first met, I didn't know – I didn't know Jesus. Um I thought you and did though. No, I didn't. I just, I. He was just a good really, kid. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't even say I'm a good kid too. Like, 
you know, when the Bible says, no, you know, there's nobody who's Amen. Uh, true. You know, every man is a liar. And, um, you know, at the time I probably would say like, yeah, I'm a good person, but you know, that's the eyes of someone who lives in the world because we all have our own flaws and we all need Jesus in our lives to, and the Holy spirit to show us, you know, the areas in our life that we need to surrender to God. And, you know, there were areas in my life, you know, the Bible says, you know, some people's sins will be evident. And then some people have sins that not everybody can see. Come on now. So I, so I guess I was probably one of those people where, you know, my sins were hidden. And, you know, when I met Fonz, you know, I wanted to fit in. And, you know, then my sins were clearly, well, the more sins were clearly evident. And, um, yeah, you know, that was a, a phase in my life that, you know, fortunately, Alfonso didn't just, like, leave me there. You know, he, you know, once he found God, he, you know, made sure that I was right and took me under the wing and uh, under his wings. And, uh, um, you know, I got right with God. And, you know, we've been, a, it's been a process, but a lot, a lot better than who I was when I came in, you know, after I came out of Chile. Man, that's so good that both of you guys really touched on that. And um, because I remember also when I was sharing my testimony on the podcast, I also said that, you know, at one point I was like a good kid, right? And what I meant by that is like in the eyes of the world, I was a good kid, like in the sense that I hadn't like... I wasn't involved like in drinking and drugs and partying, you know, I was always a very quiet kid, like very passive up until a certain age. And that's when I started kind of wilding out again in the eyes of the world. Um, and you guys like, you know, talking about this now just reminds me like truly if we are not in Christ, it's like we are, we're in dire need of him. You know what I'm saying? Like if we are not in Christ, like we're, we're not good. Even when we're in Christ, we're not good. It's like we are made good and counted as righteous through his blood, even then as Christians. You know what I'm saying? So that is such a good point that you guys touch on. We are all in need of Jesus every day, every moment of our lives. For sure. But at that, at, at, um, Kevin, at, at that time, in 2016, how old were you? Man, that <laughs> was like maybe was it 18? I think 2019, maybe 19 or 18, 19. around that age. Yeah, so at that time, uh, I, you know, uh, you're still, uh, you know, trying to know where you're going, where you're heading. So um, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I have nephews at your age, you know what I'm saying? That I, it was, it's a crossroads. That's what I'm saying when I said, like, okay, I brought you into that world and we went, you know, we had our time. But I felt responsible. And if I didn't do it, I probably would be kicking myself in the head right now for if I didn't bring you back, like, you know, to the, you know, to the, to, to the, like, okay, I met, you, you know, you met your first blunt or whatever with me. I don't know if you did, but I felt like you did. You know what I'm saying? Um, yep. And, mm -hmm. and then, okay. And then, I accepted uh, Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, right? Um, and then I was I was doing great, but I felt like you were still, you know, you were still doing your thing, right? And then you you, you were seeing the changes, you know. I, I and I stopped doing all the stuff, and then I remember on that run that we went, 
I had to let you know, like, yo, bro, I got to pull you back. Like, you know what I'm saying? I felt like you looked at me a certain way and I had, I, I would let you down if I didn't guide you the right way. You know what I'm saying? If I can't share my light to you at that age, I can get all this information that Wally and Jimmy was giving me and not share it to you. What kind of a Christian am I? You know what I'm saying? So that's what, that's what I, I'm putting, like, and I'm so happy that you, man, the the man that you are now, like, dude, look at you, you know what I'm saying? That's five years ago, four years ago, whatever. Um, So that's what I'm, I'm, I'm keep, I'm gonna keep that, that learning curve, what I did with you and try to teach that to my nephews and my family, don't matter who it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For sure. That's so good, Fonz. Yeah. Because like, um, like what, when I had the ability to witness what God was doing through your life and the changes that you were making, you know, it was encouraging for me because it was like, wow, like God can change uh, you know, Alfonso, this much, you know, God can take him away from the lifestyle that he was living. God could change somebody who had been in and out of jail. And like, I mean, I knew who Alfonso was and I knew what he was into. And I was like, wow, you know, that, that had an impact on me. And, you know, it only helped that I was just at the uh, very low point in my life that, you know, I, I wanted to 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 try and see what you know I wanted to taste and see how good the Lord was. And the Lord loves you so much because you just and you know some people can't get out of that life after a long time. You know yeah. you you was I don't know how long it was maybe the max a year if that but you know you did your thing but you seen like you're so like you caught on so fast and I I'm just I really thank God for that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, because, yeah, you was going in the in the path where I was at, and I would be kicking myself, like I said, right now, because I didn't. You're not the only person I didn't introduce to things yeah. that ruined their lives. For sure. You know what I'm saying? I I I felt responsible. I have to answer for that. Yeah. It's gonna be a day I'm gonna answer for that. You know what I'm saying? For sure. But. You know, I remember that scripture that, you know, we was reading about First John, something about if you feel, if you, but the day of Jesus Christ comes right now, I will have to feel confident mm. when he's here Yeah. to answer what I have, you know, to speak to him and not feeling afraid. If you feel afraid right. and you, there's something, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. For sure. Dang, Fonz, that is good. That is so good, man. And, like, while you were talking, it reminded me, um, not to, you know, go on a tangent. I've said this so many times. I'm like the CEO of going on tangents. But um, <laughs> when you were talking about, like, what happened with Kevin and stuff, I actually, I remember, I think I started smoking, like, heavy, heavy, like, my freshman year. Maybe, yeah, my freshman year. Maybe my sophomore year. I don't know. But um, there was a girl that I had known since middle school. And I don't know if she, like, faced her first blunt with me. But I know for a fact in my heart that I definitely contributed to her getting as lost as she did 
in that part of the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know I contributed to her smoking the way that she, and it got to the point where at one point, like she had uh, outdone me. I mean, she was like smoking way more than me. She was getting involved with people who were pushing, not just pot, but pushing Coke, like big boys. Like she was out here in a whole other realm. And the sad thing is that, you know, this girl, she's so intelligent, like academically never graduated high school. And, um, because she got so lost in that world. And I remember my sophomore year, I almost got, even though I was like smoking a lot, I was really good at being deceitful. And what I mean by that is I was going strong in like the MCJROTC program at my school. I was still in all IB, like honor classes. Um, You know, my parents thought I was still doing good all up until I got so caught up. And I believe that um, God being the sovereign God, that he has allowed this to happen for my benefit because I got caught up at school with possession of marijuana, almost got expelled. Keep in mind, my record was clean. I had nothing, no detention, no nothing. And uh, I almost got expelled, almost got kicked out of the MCJROTC program, almost got kicked out of all my honor classes. And and this girl, again, like she was still going, still going, still going. And to this day, she's still going. You know what I'm saying? Like we're 24, 25 now. And um, I try to reach out to her every now and then. Like I've invited her to our church. But unfortunately, she is so deep in the trenches of this world right now. And, you know, I believe and I pray that I can do anything. And I pray over her life that, you know, her eyes will be open and she'll come to know and taste Jesus. But like you said, I'm responsible and I'm going to have to answer to that one day you know what i'm saying and i'm like man thank you jesus for your blood thank you jesus for your blood because if it wasn't for your blood i deserve to be burning in the pits of hell you know what i'm saying for everything that i've done for the lives that i've destroyed um and that's real that's real man and all we can do is repent and pray and and thank literally jesus for his blood but um i just want to jump into the last question fonzie because as we said you know you are a busy man and we want to honor your time and we want to bless you and your time and um, for those of you who don't know, again, just a little bit, Alfonso, like he did go, um, he was in and out of prison, like he shared, you know, um, God blessed him with his beautiful wife, my best friend, Jamia, with their beautiful, beautiful children that if you have not seen these kids, man, there are some beautiful kids, one of my favorite kids, but don't tell no one that. And um, God has uh, marked Alfonso and called him an evangelist for this generation. And there is a set of kids who are lined up in the spiritual to hear from you, man. And that's going to be an honor. So, you know, as we as we patiently wait and pray um, and see how God is moving and how he's going to move in your life. If you have the opportunity, Alfonso, right now to speak to a kid that was in the position that you were in, you know, five, ten years ago in and out of prison, set, like thinking like, you know, man, my life is a lost cause. Like this system is set up to just ruin me. What would you say to him right now if you have the opportunity to speak to him about the power in the person of Jesus? And I know that's a fully loaded question. So, you know, take your time. But yeah, what would you say to that kid right now? Um, you know, if, if he's coming from the same place where I was coming from, he would hear me. That's why I, uh, we connect, you know what I'm saying? Because as they say now, <laughs> we are, there's receipts, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I can go and show them where I was coming from. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and not just that, just by, by speaking, they will hear. Right. I, when I, I coach football in Alexandria City, 
where 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 a lot of those kids come from. You know what I mean? And they know you just can't be anybody speaking to them. You're talking to 12, 11, 13-year-old kids. Right. You know what I mean? And they know. It, it, can they go on you or, like, can they – they sniff you. They they can they can see who you are. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel that. Um, so they can tell. I, I me, I'm hard on them when I have to. I'm easy on them when I have to, and I can you know it's, it's a certain way I can speak to them. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Or I can get my point across to them. Yeah. You know. I'm. I feel like I'm. I'm not just a coach. I'm. I feel like I'm a life coach. I do so much things. A part of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A lot of these kids, you know, uh, a lot of these kids don't have a good connection with their parents, or it's they don't have their parents. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for six months, you are a father figure to them. You know what I'm saying? And by me just having these conversations with them and, and showing them that I love them and a lot of these kids know that I love them and I do anything for them and they can see who I am because they see who I, how I am with Jacob. I don't treat them any different. You know what I'm saying? But I learned that from what God has done to me and seeing what Jimmy and Wally been towards us. So Everything that they've been teaching us, we, you know, I take it and put my little the Fonzie juice in it, and yeah. then I give it to them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. And I give it to these kids. So um, I just, you know, the testimony, the, the testimony is the way. And if they question it, there's, I can show Six. them, you know. Yeah, yeah there's, I, I have my mom have all my court records. There's a, you know, you can go, you know, I don't, I don't want to show that, but if you have to, to just to point a point across, I would do it. You know what I'm saying? And I could still go to my neighborhood. <laughs> I don't like saying that, but I could still go in certain places that, that a lot of people can't go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's real. But thank God I can. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Pastor Tony, he knows where we come from. Mm-hmm. He goes there. He can go there. You know what I'm saying? He can, you know, a lot of people, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I thank God for, for, for Bridges yeah. because we have BJ. We have all these people that I'm like, wow, these young folks. I'm, I'm 30 years old. A lot of these guys are, are, are in the mid-20s or younger than 20s, and they're doing such great things, man. I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, if only, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And our church, we all young. You know what I'm saying? A lot of us, the, the majority is young. Diverse, young, God-fearing, loving people. Yeah. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and I, I, I just thank God for that. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, uh, these kids, that's what I'm saying. Like, with these, like a kid ten, that is, that's 12, 13 years old and going on the wrong steps. I want to be there for them. Maybe yeah. I would meet them at the football or whatever they want to do. Yeah. My dream is to, uh, to one day have a recreation for kids. Cause when I was growing up, there was a, 
you know, there's a, a you know, YMCA or like a Arlington Mills in Arlington or Charles Houston up in Uptown in, in Old Town of Alexandria or, or Court Kelly or Gunston where we can go and hang out and play pool and play basketball, learn the computers. You know what I'm saying? I want to have that for a community for us, like, you know, God base. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause we're 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 people of faith. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, for sure. It's a difference between faith and religion. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I want to point get that point across to the kids that if I love I if I tell you I love you, because I you know what I'm saying, is is because mm-hmm. my faith is so strong that I do. Yes. Like how Wally and Jimmy only get only met me for a week and took me in, and not just that, they done more things for me. They gave me a, a chance too. That's God giving me a chance. Amen. God just giving me natural love. Yeah, no, they, uh, man, uh, Kevin knows what they yep. done for me. God is good. One week, they only met me one week. They probably said four or five words to me. I love you. Have a good one. Are you coming Friday? Are you mm. coming Sunday? And then I had a court and then I missed court. And I was turning myself in. They took me to turn myself in. They gave a prayer, this and that. They didn't find me in the system in Fairfax County. In Fairfax County, they want you. You are money to them. And and they was like, nope, you're not in the system. I was like, what? So mm. I was going back home. And then Wally and Jimmy was like, yo, on behalf of Bridges, we, we love you. We, we feel something for you. And whatever debt that you owe or whatever, for you to stay home, we're going to do it. We do it because God told us. And I never look back. I don't care how it is. I never man, look back. That's so good, Fonz. You just got me right here yeah. in my heart, man. Right here. Because those folks, they love for their love, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I, if I can do that for a kid, mm. I might, you know, coming up like the question you asked me, yeah, I would do that for them. Amen. That's why I'm at the football practices or whatever. You know, it don't matter what it is, but the dream is to have a recreation center where I can take care of kids like that. Yes, that is Alfonso. That is so freaking good, man. Literally, like, just right, like this, like, bit that you know, your share reminds me of John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that host that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. And I feel like that love that God demonstrated through um, giving us Jesus, you know what I'm saying, to walk and to walk this earth for thirty three years, and then to you know, be murdered, literally crucified at the cross at Calvary. Like that love that he showed us through Christ is the love that should be in us. You know what I'm saying? And that's the love that we should act upon. Um, And that's the same thing that Jimmy and Wally, our pastors have shown me. That's the same love, man. If I could stay here and tell you everything that they've done for me, it's crazy. It is crazy the things they have done. And it's like, I remember, like I was saying, like the first time I walked in there, 
I think it was BJ. He told me he loved me. The first person, like, and I was like, boy, what do you mean you love me? You know what I'm saying? Because I came from a place where, like, that wasn't something that was said. Even in my family growing up, we even to this day, it's like saying I love you is difficult for us. It's like on your birthday, oh, happy birthday, I love you. You know what I'm saying? So, like, to go to a place where I love you is said literally so often, and it's it's meant, it's genuine, it's crazy. But um. Fonz, I just really want to thank you for being so vulnerable, for sharing your heart with us. Man, I can't even count how many times I got emotional through our conversation. Um, And I just can't wait for people to hear this. I pray that it blesses them. And I pray that your words and the words that have been spoken fall on dry bones and that they may come alive in the name of Jesus as they're listening to this. And we honor you, man. We bless you. I pray every time we talk, every time I go to your house, it's just like, you always make me feel at home. Like even last time Fonz and I were just like chit chatting it up. Like I went to go see Jam, but it's always me and Fonz just cutting up, talking, laughing, sharing what God's putting in our hearts. And it's just crazy. And like, it's an honor. And I'm grateful that we get to do life together. And I can't wait to see how many lives you're going to impact for the kingdom, man. You've already impacted so many. So, um, I just want to go ahead and, uh, wrap up this call do either you and kevin have any final words that you guys would like to add no man i just want to say man thank you guys man i love you guys uh, you're doing great things man uh, people need to hear stuff like this you know what i mean because you never know you never know who's on the edge and they're looking for a podcast or whatever to give yes. to lift them up yeah uh you know if we can just you know it says like we can help one person by golly we're gonna help them you know what i mean yeah that's it. Amen. That's the goal. Kev, any final words? Man, it's always a pleasure having a conversation with Coach Franz, <laughs> you know, Chachi's cousin. Yes, yeah, sir. <laughs> yeah, for real. Hey, that's the goal, man. This is, this is it right here. People from the kingdom coming together for the kingdom to further the kingdom. And I just want to thank all of our listeners for coming in and for listening. If you guys happen to have any questions or any comments, feel free to comment down below or send us an email, a prayer request at ftkpodcast.gmail.com. Make sure that you are following us on Spotify. Hopefully by the time that you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts so that you're notified when we come at you with every, um, every Monday with a new episode. And yeah, we love you guys so much. Godspeed.